Welcome to Is This Love podcast brought to you by your relationship specialist and neuropsychotherapist, Joe Wilson of the Confidant Counseling. Great relationships make us healthier, happier, and can even extend your life. Enjoy my strategies to navigating love along with other experts in my field on this podcast. You can find all my weekly newspaper column articles at theconfidantcounseling.com. So the Sunshine Coast here in Australia, Queensland, boasts plenty of courageous champions and I think this chick is one of them. Her name is Heidi Latcham and she bravely sought to learn as much as she could about herself from relationships on national TV and the pursuit of the love in her life on reality TV show Married at First Sight. She exposed herself, put her heart on the line and in her words, subsequently got smashed into a million pieces and it changed her whole perspective about life and how she perceives relationships. You might not think she's so brave and maybe self-serving, but to me, I reckon that's pretty bold and audacious. So this is where the new Heidi Complex unexpectedly came into fruition. And I'm going to interview Heidi on this podcast with Barat from CFM. So you can look forward to that fun uh, little chat there so she can talk more on that later. So I just wanted to talk about what the Heidi Complex is. And so it involves relationships and hence the word complex. So just a bit of a backstory, if you didn't see the episode last year, Heidi was paired with an aesthetically matched, rather handsome Australian dude aptly named Mike. And following the literal whirlwind flurry of marrying at first sight at the altar, excitedly they were flown on their honeymoon to a gorgeous, enviable, scenic, tropical location. Be fishing for TV, of course. So whilst languishing and glistening together on the pristine white sand of a secluded beach, newlywed Heidi felt it was time for a deeper connection. So she plucked up the courage to discuss at length her challenging upbringing and her subsequent journey to rising above adversity to where she is today. And Mike responded along the lines of, I'm not your therapist. It's hot. Can we go for a swim? So not only did I spill my tea on the couch, it turns out this famous beach scene had many scorned and lonely women of Australia leaping from their couches exclaiming, I get you, this so happens to me. So this echoed on my couple's counselling couch last year too. So exactly what were they uniting about? And so it's all too often a scenario where a woman seeks to deepen her connection with her man. She daringly reveals her innermost sanctum of thoughts for the day for it to be dismissed, rebuffed and cast aside like a rag doll by her seemingly uninterested man. And at this point, it is good to say that not every guy is like this and it's often the other way around. So we can't really stereotype these guys too much, but more often than not, it's the men who don't seem to express their emotions as easily, as well as women do. So why is that? And what's the impact? Is it normal gender differences? Or can we pathologize this strong, silent sex as a condition that requires extended therapy and medication? I'm sure you're not surprised that there's a label to describe people who have trouble expressing their inner emotional experience called alexithymia. So before you diagnose and make that psychiatrist appointment for your partner, parent or child, let's confirm it is not classified as a clinical disorder in the psychology manuals. 
It's more of a subclinical disorder and a personality trait. What is it exactly? Well, it features in about 10% of people, they say, and can primarily be part of their personality or a secondary form from tra trauma. And it's being unable to identify and ex express or describe your feelings. Understandably, these people are more logical and not so in touch with the difference between their body sensations and their emotional inner orientation. They do have emotions, but not such a wide range. The tricky part is in relationships, they can appear to lack empathy. They may seem self-centered and seemingly completely unaware of their partner's deepest feelings. Initiated conversation involving emotion and an alexithymic is going to be seemingly bored and distant. They can also deflect the presence of emotion and as an example, label it as maybe they're tired or I've got something in my eye. Or maybe it's hot, can we go for a swim? Now I wouldn't do that to Mike. I wouldn't uh, diagnose him, pathologize him. And gosh, after all those hours of filming in the sun of his best side, maybe he just was hot. Maybe the dialogue was way too long. I didn't see the outcuts. So how do we approach this in couples therapy? So watch this space next week and enjoy my interview with Heidi and Barat. Joe's in the studio now. Hello, Joe. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I'm nervous about this. Don't be nervous. Well, I'm representing men, am I? The, yes, the you are. Oh, yes, God. you are. Okay. The so men this... of Australia. <laughs> okay. um, it's a challenge. I'll accept it, guys. Um, okay, so this is like a reverse interview because often we see the results in papers, newspapers and stuff like that of when Heidi's been interviewed, uh, when we've all been interviewed. So we thought we'd get Joe in and she can conduct uh, the interview on air with us this morning. That's right. Exactly. How you feel? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> nervous, but I'm ready. You do this all the time, right? Oh, yeah, but it's difficult talking about relationships. My God, it's like you're that. on TV. How yeah. can it be? You say it like that. You say it like that. But it's that was very, very hard. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done, and still to this day, it's you know, it's hard talking about your own love. I mean, but yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to highlight that we had actually a Heidi effect going on in the counseling room. Did you what's, know that? Okay. So what's a Heidi effect? The Heidi effect was when usually in a, in a week in the counseling uh. room, most weeks, I would hear the story from a female in a relationship with her man sitting next to him on the couch saying, I just can't connect to mm. my man. He won't talk to me. I reveal my inner thoughts. Oh I try God. and get to know him on a more intimate level. And I say, oh, that's the Heidi effect. Oh. Like like the instance so, that happened to me on my honeymoon on the beach with Mike. Correct. When we got married correct. and then I was telling him about my life and then he just tuned off and went, Oh my God. It's really hot. I'm not your therapist. Oh my but is God. that that's what you're referring yeah. to? And as you could imagine, for research purposes, I'm required to watch such shows. Uh, and I sat there. Were yeah. you watching Barrett? Yeah, I was yeah. forced to. <gasps> I was like. <gasps> it was confronting. It was very confronting. Um, oh, it's interesting to hear that from a bloke because as a female therapist, I was uh. like. Oh, wow. Oh, I no, it was confronting week. because I hardly knew Heidi and then all of a sudden she's necking on with a guy on TV. So I found that was the, that was <laughs> oh, the confronting bit. nothing to do bit. with the beast. Oh, God, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about women who yeah. try and approach these intimate relationships and yeah. the guy just totally blanks out. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that and I really wanted to bring this into my series. So yes. I've got this article in the Sunshine Coast Daily Weekend Magazine throughout mm -hmm. the whole month of August. I'm calling it Audacious August because it's a big step trying to get a female like me to step into the boots of blokes. Yes. So I'm trying to understand what it is like 
for you guys yeah. when we do try and connect okay. in an intimate relationship because we just don't get what happens for you. Yeah, so you right. can, can you really help us out? Yeah, today of course. As well? Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be the uh, the the test the guinea pig for this, guys. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Heidi, I'm just going to start with you. Why do you think after that experience, why men find talking at such an intimate level so challenging? Did you ever come away with some insight? I actually I don't think that all men can be categorized into one box and that all men don't like to talk about intimate things because I know many men that like to talk about intimate things and I have got many um, amazing men in my life be them friends or be them my my um, best friend's husbands even bar at that will talk about intimate things and and the thing is I don't think it's men in general I think it's particular men and uh. I so I think it was in that instance Mike and and it was funny seeing different things happen in even during the show and different things that he'd do and I'd come into work and all the men would be really angry and I thought, well, they're the kind of men that I want in my life, those yeah. men, not yeah. the kind like Mike. And yet I got the impression that on their counselling couch – you were portrayed to be someone who sabotages things and it was more yeah. put on you. How well, was that, that? that? That was really interesting. I think there were a lot of factors behind that. And also I I didn't mind as such. Like I, I knew it didn't feel right to me some of the times that they would you say, oh, Heidi, that's wrong that you've done this, that's wrong that you've done this. But in a way I was quite open to hearing the feedback because I was in this to learn as much as I can about myself in relationships. And so whether it, whether it be good or bad, I was just, okay, give it to me. Give me the feedback no matter what. And I'm going to learn and take something away. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. It's like you learned a lot. Yeah. I learned. I changed my life. Yeah. Did, it changed your life. Changed my life. Changed how? how I look at men. Changed how I look at relationships forevermore. I, I am changed forever. It's like, I feel like I got smashed into a million pieces, but I built myself up again and I feel stronger. I feel bolder, but I will never, ever choose the same man ever again. Yeah. Even though I didn't choose him. But <laughs> I, 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 That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will never, I will never be with that type of person ever. Right. And do you think Mike ever gained the insight? I know you can't speak on his behalf, but did you ever hear that he learned anything? I honest, honestly, even up until the day that we split up, I, I honestly, like, and I don't want to say this in a bad way, but I don't think he did. I don't think he ever saw what he did. And that's okay. Like we learn, you know, have different things, but I, we're just completely different. I don't think he, he got it, but yeah. may, I don't know, maybe in his new relationships, she is completely different to me. And maybe, I don't know, he found something that it works for yeah, them. Yeah. It works for them. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good. And yeah. I heard you say in an interview that you were just on different planets. Totally. Do you think that a lot of men and women who are even married think that? I think... It's, I think it's very individual, but we are made up of different stuff. We are made up of different matter and we do have different, you know, feelings. Like I am a lot more, uh, even even working with Barat, like he's a man, I'm a woman. I am a At lot more. At this point, we should say I'm Heidi's <laughs> substitute husband. I feel that I've been yes. painted into this role that yes. uh, I'm not only just Without a work a colleague, it is... It is uh, husband duties and everything that is uh, non-work related also bounces <laughs> off me. So I'm like the soundboard. No, that's it. I'm the soundboard. But even with things like I am, I am quite dramatic and emotional sometimes. I admit that. And, you know, and we will bounce things off each other. And I know I'm different like that. But I think 
if you find the right person to be with you and if you are with the right partner, that that can complement each other, not destroy it. Mm. And so I think that is vital in finding the, the right person. Yeah, I think we need to learn that just generally, mm. that we are designed mm. to complement each other yeah. and realise that our differences mm. are there for a reason. Like like, yeah. like choose someone that makes your life better, yes. not, you know. Yeah, it makes the you the way. best version of yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. living the best life, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a condition um, I actually just read about recently called alexithymia, where it's a condition where a person, more likely to be a man, <laughs> has trouble uh, revealing or getting in touch with their emotions. Oh, is this real? It's a real thing. What's it called it's again? It's in the Diagnostic Manual of Mental Disorders, yeah. but it's actually what they call a subclinical disorder. Yeah. Alexithymia. Oh, see, I Google thought they had it. something to do with Alexa, as in the Amazon yeah. listening he's device. A, and I do. I get paranoid about that if I'm yeah. having a bit of a sexy time and then Alexa lights up listening. <laughs> that, that's that's a phobia that I have, exactly. listening. And then there's someone in California taking notes of everything that I'm saying. Oh, just, yeah, because oh. you're so skilled yeah, that they want to yeah. take notes. Alexa, yeah. Phobia, right, okay. I think I've got. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. Well, speaking of that topic, I was actually just wondering if I could throw this question to you. You're right. on the counselling couch now. Okay. Why do you think that guys forget to connect with communication first before physical intimacy? So say that again. So what? Why? Because women, we need to know that everything's going on from an emotional level. Yes. And a pure typical example I get each week is yep. a couple might not have spoken for a day, two days. And then a guy will say at the end of the night, do you want to do it? And she's like, what? <laughs> we haven't spoken for two days. Yeah. And men will tend to connect more physically. Yes. Whereas we can't even go there yeah. unless we're stimulated mentally or emotionally. Well, see, I, in, in that in that example that you've given me there, I would say if they haven't spoken for two days and he just goes, like he would have seen that as he has done nothing wrong. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's great. There has been no little nudges about to do dishes or to make the bed or anything. So he's in the zone. So he must think that oh, I haven't heard from her. This is fantastic. I've had no nagging, which means yeah, it's the green that's, light. And that's it. So everything's just like yeah, pointed at, like pointed out to me. Then there's a problem. If I don't see it, then it doesn't exist. Wow. Okay. That's maybe Think that's just that, see they're different brains. They are. See, we wouldn't even we wouldn't even no. know. I know. No. Completely different. That is bizarre. So thanks for your report. <laughs> whereas, whereas I'm like stimulate my mind, yeah. and you can stimulate my body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look at his face. It's <laughs> up for all the blokes out there. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that uh, so people have been writing in. Yeah. So women say, why don't you have any facial expressions to help us out? So a lot of women will say, I get two expressions. We will have about 40 and yes. men will have about two. So there's, we'll, we'll express something really exciting that happened in our day. We yes. unwind and you get all the minute details yep. and we'll get nothing back. Oh, well, What's going on there? Is there actually thing, a different kettle of fish for me, hey, Hides. I've got yes. about 300 different facial yes. expressions. I, I'm very animated. Very expressive. And, and I, can't, I can't tell a lie. Yes, you like, can I've tell, got to tell. I'm, I'm shit at poker. Yeah. I'm absolutely terrible. <laughs> That's why I don't play it. So I, I've got, yeah, I'm, I've got about 400 facial expressions. Yes, definitely. Oh, okay. But Heidi no, knows most of them, don't Yeah, you? and I can tell where, even know, when he grumpy. tries to lie and I'll be like, yeah, and I'll be like, hey, what's wrong? You're like, nothing. I'm like, come, come on. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think, I just think with this kind of stuff, communication, and I think if one of you doesn't want to communicate as much, the other one really needs to you know, ask a lot of questions. You need to have an, a question asker in the relationship. Otherwise, it will just be Silence. Yeah, but both I mean? people have to be questioned. But most, but most people, yeah, but both of them have to, yeah, be willing to talk. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. 
sounds like one of your main takeaways from your experience. Oh, there's, there's so many. What about your colleagues? Do you think that they had some major insights after the experience as well? Oh, absolutely. And it was really interesting. And after every episode, like a few would come up to me and went, go, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe he did this or I can't believe you guys did this. And I would, you know, talk to them about it. Um, and then it's, it's even funny, like when just, just with the men, like a lot of the men were so angry. I was so angry at him and they, they did even to this day, they're angry at him. They're like, if I see him just, and they're so protective and they're so, wow. they just found it. And I just love, I just love that. I just think, yes, like they're just, some men were just really angry with how, with how he behaved and, and I would come in and I didn't want to be biased. And at that time I had to pretend I was married. So for three months yes. I was coming into work with my wedding ring, yes. pretending that I was married every day. And they would say, I can't believe he did this. And I'd be like, don't speak about my husband like that. Oh, yeah. he's so lovely. Like we love each other. And I'd have to pretend. And that literally killed me. I would go home and I'd be so upset at home. I went into a shell. I felt like I couldn't live my, my honest life for three months because I had to live in the past like I was still married. And that was the hardest thing oh, ever. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like that that's something really against your values, being Abs- authentic. Yes, because I, I, yeah. I can't, I, I love being honest and I have to, but yeah. because of the show, how it, how it played out, I had to pretend yeah. that I was in the past for three months and it yeah. was, it kind of just halted my life for three months. I couldn't really be who I was. And then as soon as I stopped, mm. I felt like I was a different person yeah. and I was like a new person again. Yeah. Oh, isn't mm. she? She's really shining now. Look at her. She's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what would your advice be to someone in a relationship, even married to someone who can't get their partner to talk to them? Oh, gee. That is... on, I'm listening. I'm, I'm the one in a relationship. Okay. That is, that is the hardest. Because if you're married to them, you know. If you're, har- if you're married to them, you're committed to them. Yeah. Oh, see, I've got so many things to say, but I, but when they're married, it's like, you have to make it work. You have to make it work. Ask, I would I would probably say if you if you are so frustrated and you cannot talk to them, go to counselling or go and get some help because I don't know. Otherwise, it's just falling on deaf ears. Like normally, generally, I'd say I'll just break up with them. Like yeah, just so leave. Yeah. And that's what I've done many yeah. times. I've just gone, yeah. oh, if you're not getting what you want, just leave. But in yeah. marriage, sometimes you committed and well, all the time and you're there and you're like, no, we've got to make this work no matter what. Because the thing is, like, as you know, in the first six months to, you know, all the oxytocin's flowing and everyone's talking to the it's wee not hours. the only thing flowing. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And we then put the, like, it's a bit like riding a bike, yeah. pardon the pun, but yes. we put the relationship back into implicit memory. So it's just like, we know how to ride the bike. We've got the relationship, it's sorted. But and you... people stop talking in that same way. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Yeah. And so in counselling, a lot of single people um, come in and they feel a little bit, um, frightened or held back by having a wish list, would you recommend that a single person has a, this is what my dream man looks like? Well, I am a single lady and I think I have, I have like a couple of times written down all the, the qualities or the traits that I wanted in a man. And then I've had boyfriends after that and they aren't that. Relationships is like the, the tricky thing for me. Do you know what I mean? Like usually in life, I can go, oh, okay, I want that or I want to do that or I want to go there and I can just do it and make it happen. Yeah. But to find another person that you really want. You just go get that off the shelf, can that, you? That has just eluded me for so long. And like I meet so many people every day and mm. I go, oh, okay, they're great. But I just, I can't wait for that feeling where you meet someone and you just know. Like everyone says, you just know. But I don't know. Do you did really you just, just know? know? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Honestly, and, I and did. so many people say that to me. And I, and 
like listening to that, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of pre- a lot of these, a lot of these single, a lot of single people put a lot too much pressure on them, on themselves. It's like, don't look for it, don't don't go out there with a wish list and it, take all that pressure off you. And when you least expect it, something will happen. Like that's how I met my wife. Yeah. I was just at work and she came up. She was an auditor. She flew up from Sydney. I was working on the Gold Coast at the time. And just the moment I saw her, I actually, <gasps> I just went, wow. Yes. But yeah. I wasn't looking for it. And the last place I would be looking for is a whole bunch of auditors in the boardroom. Like, I, and that, yeah. that's when I saw her and, and then I just knew and I wasn't looking and there was no pressure on, I've got to find this right person. This, you know, like there, yes. was, there was just nothing and, and it happened. And then the following night I spent the whole night talking to her nonstop. I was meant to be hosting a party at the Sugar Shack on the Gold Coast. <laughs> and I just spent the whole night talking to her and ignored my work and then got to know her that way. Yeah. And it's been 15, 16 years now. Oh, do you find that annoying when people say, just don't look? No, um, no, I don't find it annoying because I know I don't look, I don't look, I don't do any, do you know what I mean? I don't do anything. But when I did look, I didn't find it anyway. And when I didn't look, I didn't find it anyway. So it's like, well, I'll, I don't know what to do. Like, do you know, like, but so many of my friends, most of my friends are married with children, except for like one. I think I've got a one single yeah. friend. Yeah. And sometimes that does make me go. Oh, geez. Like, you know, it's a bit like I'm, am I the last one? But at the same time, I'm not never going to settle. I cannot settle and I can never just go, that'll do. It's just not in my makeup. And so I can't. And until I find that person that does make me feel so excited, I just, I can't, I can't settle. Yeah. And I think what Burris said, just when you're in that space, when you're not looking, I do agree Mm. with that, but I I believe as well that just being the best version of yourself, you just attract that person yeah. in as well. Oh, of course. Because positive a lot of energy people attracts do that positive rebound. energy. Yeah. yeah. That's and right. I just, yeah. I just do lots of things for myself. Like I just, I, do you know, I'm like, I love being single. I'm not, I don't go, oh, oh my God, I'm single. Like I actually really yeah, like spend it. Spend some and time go, with your mates with their little tiny toddlers and yeah, yeah then you will enjoy I your just, single yeah, life. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just have, <laughs> I just go and do the things that I want to do. Yeah. But in, but also Seeing people in relationships that are right, it mm. is it is good. But then seeing people in relationships that are wrong too, it makes you really careful on who you choose. Yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like you've learned so much. I mean, when you said being having your life shattered to pieces. Going into it, I was so nervous because you really put everything out there and you put your heart on the line and you really expose yourself and you you don't know how – what bits they're going to show on TV. You don't know. And so you just, you can't do anything but live real, real and you, yeah. you, and live authentically. And that yeah. only, that's the only thing you can be. And I watched so back so many times. I'm like, oh my God, I've cried so much and I did this and I can't believe it. <laughs> but it's been such a gift because I have gotten to see myself and how I react in situations and even how the others reacted. And then I can take that away and I will have that forever. And so now I just feel like, oh, great, going into the next thing, if I ever find someone new, like that I will be able to be a different yeah. person. Yeah. It's like having so much counselling on steroids, you it know. It would be yeah. in such an intense way. And yeah. then also learning from everybody else doing it at the same time. Far out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was amazing to watch. <laughs> I guess amazing. Yeah. Yes. Word for it. I, just, I just love the fact that you've got a, uh, like a disorder named after yes. you. <laughs> Come in and no, go. The oh. Heidi factor, yeah, or the the Heidi um, episode, yeah, you've mm. actually impacted lives. People could really relate to you. So what did the men say about it? <laughs> they shut down. Did they, they withdrew as they do and went what? <laughs> but do you think do you ever find that women shut down? Too? Yeah, absolutely. We withdraw 
Um, that's very common when we're hurt too often, too much, and we just go into our shell. Because yeah. I've got I've got friends where the male is very um, emotional and yeah. he likes cuddles and stuff, and the female doesn't like to be touched, and she's mm. very yeah, you know, like she yeah. doesn't like that kind of side. It can be the other way. So around. do you think? Yeah. yeah, do you think for the sexes, it's it's very you know, females like this, males are like this, or we're just all. I think we're unique. The more the PhD is researched, yes, yes, we have different brain anatomy, but Mm. the more they look at it, the more they realise that some are more masculine, some females are more masculine and vice versa. Because I've I've got some beautiful, amazing male friends that look like big, tough men and they're just so amazing, you know, and they're so beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And I just, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just think, oh, like, you know, yeah, it's, I I don't know if we can be categorised like that. Yeah. I think if we take anything away from this conversation, that's a really good point that we really can't stereotype it too much. But yeah, yeah, yeah really good point. Yeah, mm. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the Heidi factor and inspiring <laughs> relationships around Australia. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was so much fun getting the perspective from Heidi and also some input from a bloke. Sounds to me that you can't really stereotype too much, can we? And I look forward to discussing strategies when we can connect next week.